helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. I'm your host, Eric Sassman. Of course, I got the legendary Disney dentist with me, Dr. Doug. And Doug, your wife is planning my next Disney vacation right now. Yeah, she's uh, currently working on quotes and getting you all set up. So it's pretty exciting, right? It is. I know we were texting a little bit yesterday, uh, but it's really cool that we're going to be adding not only with our crews, but we're going to somehow squeeze in all four parks. Like you said a couple weeks ago, don't be afraid to hop. And we're going to be hopping, jumping, doing as much as we can with our kids. Uh, But we also have two resorts that we'll be staying at because we have the cruise in the middle. So we're already pre-booking Art of Animation in the aerial room. Of course, my uh, Princess Ariel, my redheaded daughter, Olivia, uh, will be thrilled with that. But the problem that I'm having, Doug, and we were texting yesterday, and I thought this would be a great topic for the show, is helping me on the one day. Uh, because of our flights, and I know a lot of listeners have this problem, you have that kind of off day, that last leg, uh, the flights get, it's cheaper to fly out on a Tuesday and uh, your cruise gets back on Sunday. So you have that Monday. Uh, what do you do if you have one day at the parks? Or for us, we're getting in and we're going to kind of get off the boat at 8 and get to the parks by 9.30. But we have one day and we're planning on doing the Magic Kingdom. And we don't know where to stay. So today we're going to talk about all the best resorts uh, for those who just love to do one park or that one off day at the Magic Kingdom. So what are your thoughts on uh, the one day of Magic Kingdom, Doug? Yeah, one day at the Magic Kingdom, I mean, there's plenty to do there, so you don't necessarily need to hop, get it all as much in as you can. So you want to stay somewhere that works well with the Magic Kingdom. And when you texted me that, like, where should we stay if we're just going to the Magic Kingdom? I'm like, uh, I, I don't want to type that long. That's a whole show, Derek. And you literally so, said, you said, this could be our next show. And I'm like, here we go. Yep, here we are. Um, so... Let's look at all the different price ranges of the resorts. You know, everybody's budget's a little different. So let's start with the values. Um, you're already staying at Art of Animation in the Little Mermaid Room, and that's actually a great choice for the Magic Kingdom. The two resorts I would recommend for the Magic Kingdom are Art of Animation or Pop Century uh, because they're a little bit closer. Uh, buses run a little bit smoother from those two resorts than from the All Stars. Um, I'm going to be honest, I just like them a lot better than the All-Stars. No offense to those people out there that love the All-Stars, but I really question your love of the All-Stars. So the value is pretty simple. There's no resort close to the Magic Kingdom, so you're going more for the quality of the resort. And Pop and Art of Animation are just, they're above the All-Stars. I mean, there's no sense in arguing that, right? Oh, absolutely. There are leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds above the All-Stars, so... Um, value is pretty simple. I know, and we're already staying in one of the, this will be our first time staying in a value resort, uh, mostly because of the Little Mermaid Suites. And so we're looking, you know, maybe we would spend some money. Uh, if we're only going to do one night um, in one hotel, why not spend a little bit extra, maybe uh, hit up one of the more bucket list type resorts? Yeah, so the values, you got your, the Little Mermaid room's going to have your double bed, so... Let's jump it up a notch. You head to the moderates. That's the next level. The moderate resorts, you got Coronado, uh, Port Orleans French Quarter, Port Orleans Riverside, and then you also have Caribbean Beach and the often forgotten cabins at Fort Wilderness. 
out of all of those options, Fort Wilderness is the closest to the Magic Kingdom. There is a boat that will take you directly from Fort Wilderness to the Magic Kingdom. So that, in theory, sounds great, but the cabins can be pretty remote. Um, you have to do internal busing to get to one spot and then another bus to another spot. So that can add some transportation time. Um, the boats, although tranquil, peaceful, beautiful, not the most efficient form of transportation either to and from the Magic Kingdom. So those cabins are kind of a good option. They're also a lot more expensive than a normal um, resort, moderate resort. So I think I would recommend Coronado Springs. What do you know about Coronado? Have you ever looked into that one, Derek? I haven't. That's It's been on my list. It's, it's one of uh, – we're down to about two or three – but it is a, a moderate resort. I've uh, been there, and I've really liked what I've seen uh, when we've done some kind of resort hopping, checking them out. So, no, it, it, it's a beautiful-looking resort, and I know it's close to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, so the reason I like that is it is the most centrally located resort in all of Walt Disney World. It's right off of World Drive. Um, you can get to the Magic Kingdom very quickly. Basically, no stoplights between it and the Magic Kingdom other than the ones that all the buses have to go through near this Magic Kingdom. If you go over to French Quarter or Riverside, you have to deal with traffic on Buena Vista or coming the back way by Fort Wilderness, depending on which way the buses are going. So you're a little bit further travel time. So that's kind of one reason why I like Coronado. Um, Caribbean Beach, eh. Coronado's more exciting, let's be honest. Well, and I know you, you mentioned the buses, and we're going to do a whole transportation show here in the coming weeks, uh, but one of the issues I had is, this is Rope Drop Radio, I missed a rope drop by under five minutes because our buses, the bus system from Riverside was uh, really packed, and not only that, is we hit every single light. Uh, there, and so, uh, yeah, we missed our rope drop, which was a complete bummer for me, but it's one of those things I want to think, uh, especially if I'm just going to one park, I want the best, best, uh, get from A to B without going through a bunch of, uh, lights and construction. Yeah. The moderates are all going to have multiple stops around them. So where Coronado, you got to stop in like three or four spots on the bus as you loop around. Same thing with Riverside, same thing with Caribbean beach. But uh, the difference is once you're on that bus and you're out of the resort area, Coronado is much closer, much quicker. So now let's say money is less of an option. Let's kick it up another notch from the moderates and talk the luxes. What do you think of that? Well, I do. The, the number, one, number one on my list, it's been a bucket list one. Um, Grand Floridian I've always wanted to stay at. But ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted to stay at the Contemporary too. And uh, Chef Mickey's has been, I've tried multiple times to work with my flights and stuff like that to get to Chef Mickey's. Uh, and, and I know that's one of our goals for this trip since we're flying out in the afternoon. So we thought maybe we stay at Contemporary. So what do you think about that? All right. So I don't want to jump right to the Contemporary. Let's, okay. Let's, let's build a momentum build. here. All right. Let's start with uh, the Wilderness Lodge. We're going to talk about the monorail loop. The Wilderness Lodge, you can see from the monorail loop, yet it's not on the monorail loop. It's so close. Um, it has a boat that goes directly to the Magic Kingdom, makes it very convenient. also has buses to the Magic Kingdom. Um, you would wonder why do they have buses if there's boats. It's because boats aren't very efficient. 
Um, they don't move enough people fast enough. Um, and those boats can get pretty crowded. They can. The Wilderness Lodge, though, is much cheaper. It's a lot less expensive than the other deluxe resorts in the area. So if you want to go deluxe, but you don't want to go all the way in financially, the Wilderness Lodge is a great option. Close to the Magic Kingdom, you can get back and forth. Um, say your last day you want to do something fun in your resort before you fly home, you have a Whispering Canyon, which is a pretty fun restaurant where the waiters pick on you, and if you ask for ketchup, they bring you extra, like every bottle of ketchup in the restaurant, that sort of stuff. Um, so that would be one neat thing about Wilderness Lodge. It's kind of a very encompassing theme, too. I mean, you got Old Faithful going off outside. The pool has a waterfall that feeds it. It's designed after the uh, Old Faithful Inn at Yellowstone, so it's a very neat. But not the most efficient to um, the Magic Kingdom, not on the monorail loop. So let's hop over to the monorail loop. You got three resorts on the monorail. You got um, the Grand Floridian, as you mentioned, kind of a bucket list one that you've liked. Um, Polyne Polynesian Village. They just changed the name uh, to the Polynesian Village. And then the Contemporary Resort, along with Bay Lake Tower, is the. Uh, the villa wing of the contemporary. So when we're talking about the contemporary, we'll lump Bay Lake Tower in there. Those three all have slightly different things to offer. So um, since you brought up Grand Floridian, let's start there. Um, what about the Grand Floridian, Derek, is it that makes you want to stay there? What's the appeal? You know, it's just always been beautiful. I've driven by it. I've seen it from, you can actually see it from the Magic Kingdom uh, just across the lake. You can see it on the monorail. Um, one of the most expensive ones. It's just kind of a, kind of got that old magic feel to it that I've always wanted to stay at and experience. Uh, I've always said it's it's going to be one of those where we might have to do it on an anniversary and it's just going to be a one night type thing and that would be our resort day because if you're going to spend uh, five hundred dollars give or take on one night, you might as well make that your uh, day not at the parks and just enjoy everything it has to offer so no I've, I've always wanted to stay there it's a bucket list we will someday maybe it'll be this trip maybe not we'll find out yeah so it's it's exactly everything you just described is why lots of people like to stay there it is what disney considers as their flagship resort so it's the one they put all their pride into the highest level of service um convenience to the magic kingdom is what we're we're kind of concerned about though so you can't walk there. You can see this path that heads towards the Magic Kingdom, and then there's a little waterway. All they need is a little bridge, and you could walk there, and that would be awesome, but you can't. So you have to take the monorail, or you have to take a bus. And you're kind of wondering, why did I just say bus? Oh, because the monorail doesn't operate all the hours of the day. Sometimes they shut down the resort loop certain hours. Um, depending on maintenance schedules, that sort of stuff. So you could still end up on a bus where you actually drive away from the Magic Kingdom, all the way around the parking lot, loop back around by the Contemporary, and into the bus stops. So that, if you're paying all that money to stay close, that would be frustrating. The other thing that you can do is the boat. Um, same issues with Wilderness Lodge boats. It's if you're trying to hit rope drop, it's not the fastest thing to do. Um, the resort loop is usually open first, though, to get people to all their breakfasts because there is uh, character dining in the Grand Floridian. So you have that option for the next day, um, doing that before you fly out. Um, that would be kind of the British Yep, characters. the British one. That would be yeah, a fun one. Winnie the Pooh and Alice Wonderland and 
uh, well not Alice in Wonderland, Atlas. But uh, so there's lots of dining options there if you want to go up scale. But I wouldn't pick it if I was just doing the Magic Kingdom. Kind of how you mentioned like that would be a neat one for like anniversary that sort of stuff. So let's move next door to the Poly. Transportation gets a little bit better at the Poly because you can walk to the TTC and get on that ferry and go straight across the Magic Kingdom. That's one thing a lot of people staying at the Poly don't even realize, that they could walk right to the TCC and get on the ferry or on the express monorail and go straight across. The other neat thing about the Poly is if you're going to Epcot, um, you don't have to get on the resort loop first to the TTC and then switch monorails to Epcot. You can just walk there much faster. So that's one neat thing about the Poly. I think theming on the Poly is way better than the contemporary and the Grand Floridian to me. I just you get very immersed in the uh, the feel. You also they, have they have a lot of great nighttime stuff too. They do uh, a lot going on there. Um, Ohana's for dinner is amazing. Um, Ohana breakfast with Lilo and Stitch. It's the only place you can find Lilo. Um, at Walt Disney World is at that breakfast. So there you have your character dining in the morning again if you want to do that before your flight home. But it's super convenient to the park on that ferry. We I think we stayed there one time a few years ago. I think we took the TTC ferry every time. I don't think we even got on the resort monorail loop once. I think we just walked to the TTC. All right. Well, that's a good one. To, you know, that's definitely another option. It's been uh, another resort we are going to stay at sometime. But that might be another resort where we want to spend a whole day there, not go to the Magic Kingdom. I know the Poly has a ton of fun activities and stuff like that. So got the um, Luau at night. Yep, the Luau. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And the, you know, they have some lights, and and you can oversee the Magic Kingdom fireworks. Uh, I've actually heard that some of the best firework observations is right there from the Poly. And yeah. Um, on the last trip, my well, not the last, yeah, a couple trips ago, my wife and kids they watched the uh, the fireworks from the dock of the ferry at the TTC. So your view is pretty similar from the beach of the Poly. However, they did go and build a whole bunch of bungalows in the water now, so it's gotten rid of a lot of the beach viewing of the fireworks. But yeah, it's great to look across the lagoon, see the fireworks there. So we're down to the last resort on the monorail loop. Which so we're back to the, to the contemporary, the one that I've been leaning on for this right. trip. So I save this for the last because without a shadow of a doubt, this is where I would stay if I was just doing the Magic Kingdom. Um, the number one reason why is because you can walk to the Magic Kingdom. It is the only resort where you can control transportation on your own with your feet. And it's not that far a walk. It's a couple blocks. You're going to be walking around the parks all day. What is a little bit more walking? It's the warm-up. Uh, it's the warm-up, yeah. Um, so that's hands down the, the highlight for me is being able to walk there. Bay Lake Tower is a touch closer. Um, the Contemporary Tower is kind of in the middle. And then you have the Garden Wing, which is a little bit further away if you're really judging the walk. Um, the Contemporary broken up in those three it's like three different resorts in one um the tower rooms are a little more expensive than the garden wing because the garden wing is like out to the side there used to be two garden wings they demolished one to build bay lake tower so if you really want to be where you open your front door and you walk out on the balcony you can see a monorail whizzing through then you got to stay in the tower 
But if you just are concerned about location, 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 and you're not concerned about being in the tower or not, the garden wing is perfectly fine. Um, if you need a little more space in your room, then you got Bay Lake Tower. That's far away, like, my favorite of uh, DVC properties to be able to just, you get your, your one bedroom, have all kinds of space, and then you can walk right out to the Magic Kingdom. It's pretty spectacular. And it's not like the contemporary is lacking on other things to do they got great pools they got like you said chef mickey's um a lot of people love that restaurant and you need to do it at least once it's great to do it while your kids are little they get just they'll have great memories and they'll probably think the food was amazing too and then when they go as an adult they'll be like oh this is not what i remember you can trick them there we Um, go but uh the contemporary is where i would suggest staying but that's also if money's not an issue um, that sort of thing comes into play. There is a boat from the Contemporary to the Magic Kingdom as well, but depending on where your room is, you may walk almost as far to get to the boat to ride it as you would just walking to the Magic Kingdom. Well, that was where I was leaning at most of this time, but you're right. Money is an issue because you're looking at spending you know, at two, $300 more uh, between you know going from a moderate to deluxe and a, a value to a moderate but the one thing that we did and and I definitely recommend this is uh, if you do want to have the opportunity to stay at multiple resorts and this is kind of why we're doing it is you can stay at a value resort like pop century like art animation or the all-stars uh, for a few nights save that extra money and then spend a night or two in uh, a deluxe or even one of the nicer moderates Mm-hmm. So I know you yeah. guys do that quite a bit. You like to not only do you you say don't be afraid to park hop. You're uh, amongst the people who don't be afraid to resort hop. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever updated you guys on our latest changes to our trip. Um, yeah, we're staying at the Contemporary now. I don't know. I can't keep up with my wife. Sometimes she just changes it. But we're doing. She's Saratoga a fantastic Springs. travel agent, so I just yeah. just just trust her. She'll get you the best. Deal I know. I just say okay, but we're saying Saratoga Springs for one night, and then Contemporary for five, and then Grand Floridian for one. Um, so we got that one night at Grand Floridian to experience that. That's about all I think I was up for. And you'll be able to update us via Rope Drop and uh, on mm-hmm. our Facebook and Twitter, and I will be jealous, and we'll we'll hear a, a review from you when you get back. I yep we'll uh, we'll have to do a we'll do trip reports after our trips but that's one I I love staying that close to the Magic Kingdom um just like when we were a family of the day uh, a couple years ago I don't think it would have happened without us staying at Bay Lake Tower because we were the first people to the gate I mean there was nobody there and as soon as one person shows up at the gate all the employees that were sitting over there talking the cast members sorry they they hopped up kind of like, oh, they're here. So they had to come over and then you just start a conversation with them. But I don't think we would have been the first one if we're depending on Disney's transportation system. You know, there surely would have been someone else on that bus with us or the monorail with us. Yep. So, yeah, like you, we love to hit rope drop. So, you know, yeah, stay close and and uh, figure out the best transportation. Like we've we like to, you know, we missed a rope drop because of transportation. Uh, just mistimed it and then had a lot of stops along the way. So got to do your research. That's why we do. We want to stay close because, um, one, my kids might take a nap. I doubt it. But then you can just get back and forth pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You really can run back to your room. Like we actually 
I think the last time we were staying there, I actually ran the ponchos back because it quit raining. The radar looked good. While they went on a Space Mountain, I just ran the ponchos back to the room so I didn't have to lug them around anymore. So it's that convenient. Now, it's nothing like Disneyland convenience of the Grand Californian, but uh, it's the best convenience. Which you is can another have. bucket list hotel that uh, hopefully stay at someday. Uh, all the Disneyland hotels are amazingly close. It it uh, almost makes it tough to go back to world. Well, and that. It, the other part is you have all those good neighbor hotels too that are some of them are even closer than uh, the Disneyland hotel. Yeah, the, depending on which way you're walking in, it's crazy. And you know, if you did a good neighbor in Florida, oh, you're. I mean, you're a thirty-minute drive. Minimum. We did for we did our honeymoon, and and it was it was, but thankfully we had the bus took us all the way right there, which is great. But yeah, it's it's still a bit of a drive. You're leaving an extra uh, thirty, forty-five minutes before rope drop, um, before you even want to get to the park. That's a pretty early morning for vacation. I'm gonna be honest. I had a a guy yesterday. We were talking, and he asked me if I knew what the difference between a vacation and a trip was. I don't know. Do you know the difference between a vacation and a trip? Vacation, you don't have to worry about uh, any uh, any times or being anywhere. Yeah, basically, he said a trip has an itinerary. A vacation does not. And I I informed him I have never been on a vacation. Yep, I've never been on one. I all I've my never all my quote unquote vacations have I I, I drive trips. my wife and my kids nuts because I have like a, a detailed itinerary of like all right, here's where our fast passes are. Here's where I want to get to. Here's our schedule. I'm pretty sure, though, on our next cruise, the, our day at sea, that my wife will just kind of be like, yeah, we'll see you at dinner, whatever, go go away. She'll text me if she needs me because with the app you can text and I, I'll get to I'll get to vacation for a day. That, that, and that's why the cruises uh, are so great. I just had friends get off a, a Disney cruise and told them we were going in February and and that's what they loved is their kids were in the play area and they got to vacation by the pool with some drinks and you knew you knew their kids were safe so uh, no I'm, I'm really looking forward to my trip it's exciting I think one of the best things if you're listening to this podcast is when you start planning those trips I know listening to these podcasts and and listening to others it, it gives me that Disney like oh that that Disney love and that excitement but once you start planning it and talking about it uh, and budgeting and figuring out all your ADRs because that's next up we got to do ADRs and then uh, mm-hmm. fast passes uh, that's just when the excitement comes so and it kind of builds up to when uh, we get the uh, magic bands in the mail and we know our trips right around the corner so uh, that's it's a good exciting. mail yep that's the best mail you can get it's good and bad because you know it's still not it's it's uh, it's still got a little bit till the travel time yeah, but it's so close. It is. It's it's and it's and it's getting close for us. We're excited because we'll be doing uh, two Disneyland and Disney World all within a three month time. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, and we'll be doing World and then Land within a three month time. So we're just going the opposite directions as you, Derek. We are. We're, we'll high five in between. Good thing we live yeah. in the Midwest. So yeah, it allows us to go to both coasts without really uh, stressing out about one being a lot further away. Yep, and there have been some really good flight deals. If you're worried about traveling and pricing, there's been some really good flight deals lately that have definitely helped us out and uh, being able to make the trips a little bit more affordable. And that way we do save a little bit money and hopefully we can budget and make contemporary work. I know that's what we want and, and hopefully we can do it. Sometimes, uh, like you said, vacation or a trip, maybe spend a little extra money to have those memories and to have that time. Yeah, and you know, the 
it's always worth checking the difference between contemporary and wilderness lodge. Um, if you want to bump up from the moderate, wilderness lodge is still it's not on the loop, but it's still right there. Super convenient with that that uh, boat. You can also take a boat from wilderness lodge to contemporary to do your chef Mickey's in the morning. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, that I think that is no matter what I know Chef Mickey's on that final day is something that we're going to do no matter where we stay because uh, I've been wanting to do that with my kids. Um, which would be even funnier is if uh, we've talked about this doing Chef Goofy's in Disneyland on our Disneyland oh. trip and then doing Chef Mickey's on our Disney World trip and then we can have a whole show Goofy versus Mickey for breakfast. Oh yeah, we did uh, Goofy's Kitchen on our trip in November out there. Yeah, I'd be up for the debate. <laughs> sounds sounds good to me. We'll we'll definitely do that. So that's our goal. And uh, the great thing is, is I don't have to do a lot of the planning. Uh, you know, we joke that we text, and and you give me a lot of great information. But the best part is, I literally send Michelle uh, everything. You know, I can send her my budget. I can send her, uh, you know, want to save money this way, want to do this. Um, what do you think about this character dining versus this one? And she has so much knowledge. She really makes the trip affordable. I mean, that's the whole reason why we're able to add even this final day is because uh, adding the day and just working with me on that, it, it ended up we're saving money by flying out an extra day and going to the parks one more time than we would if we'd leave earlier after the cruise. Yeah, that that that's the best part. I try to explain that to people when they're like, how long are you gone? Like, well, it was cheaper to be gone two days longer than to come home. So, and, and honestly, our, our Disneyland trip, that's exactly what happened. I, I looked at flights and I was like, well, we could fly out on Monday or Tuesday and there's four of us and the tickets were a hundred dollars cheaper to fly out on Tuesday. And I was like, you know what? If we're already in California, let's hit up Disneyland on Monday. And yeah, so the, see, the $400 we're saving on flights, we're going to just spend on park tickets and we break even. Yep. And when you're just like a couple flying, like just two of you, that break even is a lot lower. You know, you just pay the more expensive flights and you come home. But when you got a family of five, you're buying five plane tickets. Yeah, sometimes it pays off to stay one more night, get the better flights. And then if you even do it right, you get a later flight and you get a whole nother day in the park. It's amazing. Well, and then Disney also does. People don't realize discount tickets the more times you go. I mean, you can, you know, every mm -hmm. every day becomes just a little bit cheaper. Yeah, adding that fourth and fifth and sixth day is so much cheaper than days one and two. Um, day three is where it starts to come down in price and day four it really drops. So um, that's part of how they combat people headed across the Orlando to Universal too is – Man, do we want to go to Universal and spend a hundred dollars on one day as a mission, or do we just add that fifth day to Disney? You know, so yeah, looking at flights, trying to figure that out, add that bonus day because originally you were planning on flying home after your cruise, and now here we are talking about which resort would be best to do the Magic Kingdom, and uh, it seems like we're kind of in agreement. Contemporary is pretty awesome. Yep, but, just uh, let, and and the great thing is I'll just you know send Michelle my budget and she'll get everything pre-booked so we can always switch and move things around, but uh, yeah I, I know we're leaning towards it. I do gotta the wife is also you know has some say so oh, we gotta some, gotta get that does she? in what? there. Oh yeah, you know, you know happy wife happy life or yep. more more happy kids on a Disney mm -hmm. vacation. Yeah, That's the one place they're not allowed to throw tantrums. If we're staying at the Contemporary, there's no tantrum rule. Oh. Is that the rule? Yep. So you let me know how that works. Yeah, I will. They won't be tired at all. After, no, not not after uh, uh, doing 
four parks, a cruise. Yeah, nope, not yeah. tired. I think after our last cruise, the kids were asleep before we were like out of the cruise terminal parking lot. Like they're just all out. Yeah, so yeah, and it's about an hour drive from the cruise to the Magic Kingdom. So we're gonna mm-hmm. miss rope drop, but uh, hopefully the kids do take a little bit of a nap on the way. Yeah, they they probably will, and it doesn't take long. So you get like a car service picks you up at the port. They drop you off at your resort. You uh, check in, and then you give your bags all to the bellhops, and then you head straight to the parks. And uh, this last trip, I mean, we checked. We didn't take any bags into the park with us. So when we gave them all to the bellhops, the guys look at me like, you have 12 bags? I'm like, well, the kids all have book bags. So just the book bags was five. So it's like, yeah, we're not taking anything in the parks. And he's like, oh, okay. And then uh, when we got done in the park, we went back to our room after fireworks. Um, Our bags were all in there waiting for us. Wonderful. Yep. We look forward to it and I'll be uh, updating. Definitely follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Now that we have some more trips, yours uh, planned and mine planned, we'll be able to do more with social media and, and showing, showing and reviewing a lot more uh, different avenues of Disney. Thank you for listening to another episode of Rope Drop Radio with Doug. Help me plan that kind of random Disney day. Uh, but it, it happens so much when you find out on flights and everything like that. So hopefully you learned something. Just uh, if, Even if you just go to uh, you, uh, Orlando to do the Magic Kingdom, hopefully we gave you some tips and tricks on uh, one-night stays. I know a lot of conferences down there in the Orlando area, and people only get uh, one day. Some of my friends just had that, and they did Epcot. They had a conference down there. They had one off day, and they did Epcot. So that does happen quite a bit. So Hopefully, if your one day is the legendary Magic Kingdom, we gave you some good tips on where to stay. Yeah, I hope um, you kind of look at all your options, pick your resort out of your budget, and kind of can understand why those resorts might work better. There's 28 resorts. Not all of them are ideal for the Magic Kingdom. And the ones we talked about today, not ideal for Epcot. It's a whole different list. A whole different show. And we always recommend, no matter what, and and I can't speak highly enough, use a Disney travel agent. Of course, we use uh, Michelle McKnight, who is fantastic. And if you want to be put in contact with her, please uh, send us a Facebook message or a Twitter message, and we'll put you in contact because I couldn't make these trips. We we had no idea we are going to add another Disney trip this year. But because of her as a travel agent, we're able to do more with less and it's just she's such a great resource to have so we highly recommend uh contacting michelle and we'll put you in touch with her absolutely but uh you know this is about all the time we have for this week's episode now i'm gonna go uh onto the computer and start doing my final research research of what resort to stay in because once you get into a disney binge online and start looking at dining plans that's the next thing we get to start talking about dining plans so Uh, A lot more for these trips coming up and us planning it. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Derek Sassman. I got Doug with me. And uh, this has been Rope Drop Radio.